It's almost Halloween on the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we talk about William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist 3. Oh, wait, a supernatural detective story? Actually, this time it is. You have no trouble. Me, You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Yes, I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit. All your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years in darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Welcome to the podcast, the Movie Crew Podcast, movie makers talking movies. We're your hosts. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? We're fine, Jared Callen. <laughs> I'm fine! Okay? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were a nurse. <laughs> Introduce Kristen! <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. We also have with us a costume designer, Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, here we are uh, talking Exorcist Trace. Or as it's known in the director's cut, Legion. I thought it was called Jesus Eyes Open. Uh. <laughs> Jesus Statue? <laughs> uh, what was that about? Mm. It's because this one actually is a supernatural detective story. It's a detective story with supernatural shit going on. Doors opening up. Pages fluttering in the wind. Jesus' eyes fucking open up. We actually have blood running at us. Fucking what's that? That's that's not a stigmata. What, what's that stigma, called? Yeah, yeah, it's a stigmata. No, exactly. yeah. stigmata is not the eyes. You gotta have the wounds no, of Christ. You gotta yeah, have the hands too. Yeah, yeah, no, no, hands no. The, the head for the crown. Yeah, the crown. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so what yeah, is yeah. it? Your eyes are bleeding. Well, no, that's <laughs> watching that this movie. Part of it. No, you're watching the, the second stigmata. one. <laughs> Can include the bleeding eyes, but not the opening of the eyes. That's super weird. Like that. So like when they showed the stigmata, I was like, yes, this makes sense. And then they showed his eyes opening and I was like, whoa, you took it too I thought far. I saw, <laughs> was, wasn't there even a stat, like the statue from the first one? Wasn't it bleeding in this one? In the eyes? I think I saw that Wait, in one of the cuts. What, what statue? The Pazuzu statue? No, 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 no. The, the, the Mary, the Virgin <laughs> Mary uh, statue in the church. Uh, I just remember Jesus. I could have swore I saw the, that one doing it too. But yeah, the Jesus, that Jesus shot, do you think that they made a really big Jesus and got that shot? Or was that a crazy macro shot? Wait, because the, wait, the, are you talking the, about the crucifix, when, I, when the eyes open or when he's bleeding? No, I'm talking about when the crucifix eyes, uh, is, like when we're in Father Morning's room and and like uh, he fucking like 
he's over by the window and the crucifix falls off the wall. Okay. And and then we cut and we're on the ground and the crucifix looks massive and it's in the foreground and you see the blood coming out of its eyes and then uh, Father Morning is walking over to the crucifix and when he gets over there it's like tiny and you're like, huh, okay. So do you think that they made a giant crucifix head to get that shot or was it a crazy ass macro shot? Because also the focus is super deep too. It's not like it's like this whole movie is like super deep focus. It's got to be a big cross, right? But otherwise, like, how would you get the blood, you know, to like go down the little Jesus oh, yeah, into its yeah, eyes yeah. and get the, any of that detail? Well, it's really tiny tubes, like you know, needle size, you know. Yeah. Because yes. William Peter Blatty's like, we've got to have it done for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that why George I imagine, C. Scott was yelling? The whole I, movie? I imagine. Well, it's because that was the direction he was given. So that's what I'm feeling. That is that you know, like. I just think that William Peter Blatty gives direction like this. He's just yelling at him. How was that take, William? It was fine. Fine. He was like he was. Fine. He was like, how would freaking do it? <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of that, I, I would say that initially the the tone of this film just it, it felt better initially. Just like, oh god, okay, thank you. Yeah. We're back. You know. We're back where we should be, and it, it actually feels like a like a, it, it feels like a real sequel to The Exorcist. Whereas last time, even though that was even in the same decade, we're even in the seventies, it felt so far removed. You know, yeah. this one's got like what 15, uh, 15 seventeen years. years, something like that. Um, so it's yeah, fifteen years. Wait, what? No, Exorcist came out in seventy three. This is nineteen ninety, right? So seventeen, sixteen. It, it's been. It's well. It, it's been 15 years since the event, uh, oh, and yeah, also yeah. it also that shows you that uh, if you would say that that the uh, the beginning of the Exorcist starts in in uh, 1973, then if you look at Karis's death on the um, tombstone at the end, that means that the whole event took two years. Oh, was his death 75? Uh, yes. Was that that on the uh, tombstone at the end? It is. Yeah, that's weird that they wouldn't like uh, have it for 1990. Oh no, because they're digging up his his other grave. So that my question was that was since they're digging up the original grave. Wait, no, no, that's the that's the other cut though. That's Legion when they're digging I watched, his cup. Uh, up. No, no, no. I watched I watched the theatrical cut. I did not watch Legion. I, I put it in and I was like, as soon as all that weird like shit came in, I was like, I don't have time to deal with all this right now. Uh, with, with all the random <laughs> types of footage. When did they dig up his body? Because they, they used the that last shot. At the end. It's no, it's the last shot of the movie. Well, they're not digging and his it, body up. They're putting no, him to rest. I, I think that they went and I think that what they're saying is, is they went and dug up the old grave to see if he was in there. What? Why? Because uh, it, it's at the end of the movie. I, I, all I'm saying is, motherfucker, he, is like, that he the just tombstone. Died. The tombstone says 1930 something to 1975. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, like that scene originally was supposed to be like them exhuming the body. Okay. Well, the way that it plays in the movie now is that they are going to check the. They're going to check no, the hole. No, the way it plays I in the movie. Sh- bullshit. No, no, no way, the way it plays in the movie now is like he just died and everybody's in mourning that he passed away. But why are they digging up the same hole? They're not digging up. There's no shot of him digging it up at the end. Brian, we're down in the hole and we're looking up and the tombstone says 1975. It does. We're in 1990. It does. Yeah, they're implying that they just buried him. That's what they're trying to do with those shots. You are I correct. Don't think so. it, well, that, no, that is what they're trying to do. That's hundred no, percent what they're so. trying to do. But that is the scene that they shot. They did shoot it that way, like that they were exhuming the body originally. That's how it was shot. But how it's cut together at the end, I think that's supposed to be like you know. Father I think you're, I, li- I like my idea time. better that that they're going and they're and they're like no, because me it's what it plays. Why if you would read they the be, fucking screen? Why would they exhume the body? They already know he, no. that's Father Karras. Then the, and the dude shot him. Why would they be like oh let's go dig him up? Like but what? you don't know. Like that's no, the next know. step. 
no what? bullshit. What what did we bury in 1975? Okay. Brian. Okay. Well, if so you you're watch, just going to leave an empty fucking grave if you there? Watch the you're you're going to go on the rest of your fucking life and never fucking think about... Is that an empty grave? Whose body is in well, that they hole? Don't, they don't answer like, it at all, bro. They wait, don't answer it, that it, at it all. Who gives a fuck? It doesn't matter anymore. The exorcism is over. The, the, the exorcism is over. So it, 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 that's what the story's about. No, no, the story's that's not what it's yeah, about. Hey, no, it's not. George, early, George right? C. Scott. Start late, finish early. No, no. George C. Scott in the cell is talking about disbelief. And he's saying at the very end of the movie that you caused me to believe. Now, if he's believing, why would he go and dig the body up? That doesn't make any sense. All I'm going off is like you know you're you're implying that that because there's that where are other people for his funeral? It's just the fucking detective. Well, no, the cops, the priests are all looking out the window. Yeah, because they're digging up the fucking grave. They're no, digging no, it to dude, see if the body's in there. That's stuff you're bringing in with your filmmaker knowledge and your no. Shot that's me knowledge. looking at the fucking no, frame and there's a date on the damn tombstone. It is, and that's what I was. If bringing there had up. been a 1990 on the tombstone, I would agree with you. What? But there is a fucking 1975 on the tombstone. For there the is because yeah, because that's when he died. The Gemini killer was born after that. <laughs> that's the joke. I We're was not to that. <laughs> but uh, no, no. I mean, no, at the end of the movie that you watch the theatrical cut, I think they are trying to imply that yes, they are putting. I think I think you're putting way more of an inference on that, but by by thinking about like that when instead of like looking at the frame and then looking at what's actually happening in the frame, dude, I'm and then telling you, I watched way. these special features. That is what happened. I'm telling you for a fact. That's what happened. I didn't. Okay, that's what well, I didn't watch the special to. features. I just watched it with my own two little eyes. No, yeah, and uh, without iron ingots in them, uh, and I was able to see. <laughs> I never put that together uh, any once. Uh, one time, like, oh, they're digging the you body. You need to start up. reading more, <laughs> like reading this, reading this, read the screen, uh, dude. You don't need to read the screen. The characters are spitting out dialogue in ten minute uh, chunks at a time. Now, I will say that my second viewing of this, I enjoyed it more. Uh, that first one was a little bit laborious with all the monologues. I was like, oh, are we doing Shakespeare? You know, those scenes are terrible. Uh, they play better the second round, uh, but yeah, the, the, initially when you're just trying to grasp what's going on. Yeah, I agree. I didn't, the first time I watched this, I did not like it. And then on repeat viewings, I enjoyed it a lot more and I was able to enjoy the monologues a lot more also. Mm -hmm. The theatricalness of it. Like, you know, it's all like a play. When when, when we're in fucking, you know, uh, demon world, like there are lighting changes and, you know, people change bodies and it, it, it's like a Shakespearean play, you know, where we have these moments, you know, and, and, and like it's weird how we don't get reaction shots. We just let things live in the person talking. It's like a soliloquy. It's like they're 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 having their moment. It's like bad know? editing and lack of footage. That's what, it, that's what it is. Oh, you dude, don't think they turned around on fucking Mr. Scott and got his fucking turnaround? Hundred percent. They're like, just roll it, just roll roll it on the one side. It's fine. This movie was completely shot, right? And then the people at Morgan Creek saw this cut, <laughs> the director's cut, the William Peter Blatty uh, got to put out because he had final cut, and uh, they were like, "Well, this is garbage. There is uh, no exorcism." So all of the Father Morning stuff was all reshot. All the stuff in the cells was all completely reshot. Jason Miller was brought back in in reshoots. All Anything that mentions them, all reshot. Well, the Father Morning thing makes zero sense to me because how does he know to go to Karis's cell and to perform an exorcism? Uh, you know, Every other exorcist movie we see when we we're going to do an exorcism, there's always a discussion that we should probably have an exorcism. Uh does not happen. It's he just like is walking down the fucking corridor and and goes in and, and starts to perform an exorcism out of nowhere. Who the fuck is Father Morning? Like, they, <laughs> what a stupid name. They name uh, dropping <laughs> one time. 
Yeah, and then, and then the, I think the first. Do we see him before we see him in that in in his room with and he starts no. getting fucking supernatural shit happening? No, and it, it's crazy too because like when you when you're brought up when they I guess when the the other priest brings up this guy that once did an exorcism, Father Morning, and then he gives this huge fucking like recap of the first movie of like oh yeah uh, well see it's about this possession and so and so that got killed that's the person that disc uh, recorded this. I don't know, listen to the recording of the voices and blah, blah, blah. And then you get Father Morning, and it's like, oh, wait, is that is this supposed to be the guy? I guess so. How many priests have white hair? It has to be. It has to be the guy. Who else oh, I didn't be? take that. Because, well, you know, his hair wasn't white. It was blonde. It was, like, yellow. Um, on my copy, it was white. I thought it was you know, white. Huh, interesting. I, I thought it was more than the yellow range. But I, I saw it. Okay, I will say that I saw this. I, I messed up. I bought the 4K, and for some reason, I put in the damn there, there there's it's two discs uh of the, the of the theatrical cut you get a 4k and then you get the blu-ray of it which i don't understand and so i actually watched the blu-ray first and then i was like shit uh and then so i ended up putting the 4k in the second and i will say the 4k is is uh graded darker way darker which is very interesting that's probably actually how it you know looks it's supposed to be yeah right yeah but well it's really weird because the uh the blu-ray is very lifted everything's bright the whole movie it's pretty. It's pretty crazy. Hmm. So maybe, maybe that's why. But I don't, I don't know. Uh, actually, in some scenes, I preferred the, the Blu-ray because I was getting more detail out of things. Uh, and then, and then, in the Blu-ray is very crushed at times. Uh, you can really see the moles on um, <laughs> on the Gemini Killer's neck in the uh, in the. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at Brad Dorf's got moles on his neck. Um, <laughs> you don't really see it that much in the uh, in the Blu-ray. Hmm. Bought the 4K, huh? I, I actually I, I'm glad that I own it. This one's good. I, I enjoyed this movie more. Like I said, I, I had to watch it twice, but like I was like I was kind of seeing what he was doing. Like it's very interesting you, you, knowing that this is coming from a like a, a novelist, like a writer, because the shots are kind of played out like that. Like like the random cuts to like like when when he's interviewing the nurse and she's being a total bitch. You just see her hands for some. And reason. And they just cut to the hands, and I'm like, this is this is this is like somebody thinking that we need to see the hands, but how do we get there in an interesting way? Instead of just getting a, a, an odd insert, unless you're trying to make me feel uncomfortable with an odd insert because you have this like frigid bitch sitting here, uh, like like why is why is she so hateful? I understand why he yells at her because she's like just like being weird and unhelpful for no reason. What? No, I don't think so. I don't think. I you don't thi- think so? No, he's he's a dick to her first. She's fine to him. She's just doing her goddamn job. And he's already coming to that hospital yelling at all the other nurses. They're probably <laughs> going around like, oh, God, there goes that dick detective again yelling at everybody in this fucking hospital. With as much exposition, we should have had that scene. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> While the other talking, I needed the scene of the fucking nurses going, oh, here's this asshole again. Oh, God, this detective guy. He's going to yell at all of us. What are you doing in the hallway? <laughs> Where's the coffee machine? I do appreciate the uh, like the vigilance of the cops in in this world that they like went out of their way to get blueprints of the confessional booth and then to actual make a model of the sliding door of the confessional booth. My wife and I were dying laughing about that. We're just like, wait, is that? Nope. Yeah. Okay. They're in the police precinct. Yep. They sure are. Yeah. yeah. They, so somebody's job was to go like find these blueprints and build this door because this door is very important. Like really. Like, like you could have had some conjecture that you, if you reach in and pull from this way, uh, that just makes sense, right? But <laughs> wait, why are we dusting for prints on that side? Are oh, you going to get the priest? I'm padding the job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Wait, and that makes me like, damn, you wouldn't actually try to do a thorough job? Like, we're trying to solve a murder here, bro. We're not just trying to punch out by five. <laughs> he was like, look, dude, we got we got the confessional booth mock-up at, at, you know, back at the precincts. <laughs> you know, priests round in Georgetown, they just, they, they get murdered all the time. It'd be funny, there's a guy actually in there painting in the actual, like, uh, he's painting in the <laughs> fingerprints. He's like, there was a fingerprint right here. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, those those cops were uh, were something else. We get introduced to him like uh, George C. Scott's in the middle of like calling one of them racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he said something about like a WAP or something like that. I forget yeah, what he yeah. said. Oh, uh, it was. Yeah. I'm gonna leave, and you guys can continue talking about WAPs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Cops were even racist in 1990. Hmm. Do you think this whole movie was uh, ADR'd? It feels like it outside of George C. Scott. Even him sometimes, but like everybody else seems like they're looped in. Everybody. And they even changed the voices of people that we know. Yeah, the family is terrible. Oh, wait. Uh, you're talking about Samuel L. Jackson. I am. I was actually watching hey. a, a behind the scene. They're like, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's in here. And I was like, what the fuck he is? In a blink and you'll miss him role. Wait, yeah, wait, where is he? <laughs> I don't remember him. In the heaven dream? I did see Fabio, but not... Oh, Fabio looks amazing. And there's like some Big lady talking head, into a, a microphone, and she's like, Earth, come in. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? And then there's a black guy right beside her. It's like, He's the blind. living can't see anything or hear anything. It's, it's, like it's, it's in the weird fever dream where he's in like... Okay purgatory or heaven or whatever everybody's got big wings on i think it's heaven and he realizes that father dyer is is dead and he's like well i'm not dreaming and then he wakes up and has a really weird what are you trying to tell me line (laughs) see he's trying to show his range right there have you seen fabio (laughs) man god george c scott is this what happens like when you get old and, like, you're a great actor, and you're just like, man, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to yell every other line. No, I don't think he was yelling other, every other line. He, he, he was more nuanced than that. He was just like, if, he, if his character ever got annoyed, he, he, he's going to be so passionate. He's going to give it to you. Well, he's also under a lot of stress and tightly wound and yeah. just tired of living. And so I'll think, I think all of that goes into it. Like Tired yeah, of he, living? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't you think? <laughs> well, he's seeing the ghost of his of his best friend, Father Damien, and also, you his know, best friend. He, 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 yeah, he says that he's like he was my best friend. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? They, wait, what? You talking <laughs> you about barely talked to him in the first one? Three scenes you had? <laughs> <Yeah>. Two scenes? <laughs> Anyways, he's seen the go to a he's, movie together. He's seen the ghost of, of Father Damien. He he knows that he's possessed by the Gemini killer somehow, or somehow he he that he is the Gemini killer and is going out he's revived this and his fucking current best friend that he goes on like to watch movies with and shit is is fucking dead and and he saw his head after it was decapitated whatever man he was yelling at people way before any of that shit happened okay he's just an asshole that's what I'm saying but he gets shit done like is he bipolar like what's going on he's like one minute I'm good and then the next minute I'm like I'm a fucking I don't think he's ever good though like he's never like a happy person he's unhappy the (laughs) whole movie that's true He's like quiet. I mean, think about the unhappy people that you know. They explode in anger randomly, and then they kind of get it back under control until they explode again. Like, they're just unhinged. <laughs> That's all. Should be in the file. It's not in the file. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy cat, man. Oh, yeah, it, it's different. It's, uh, it's a little comical sometimes when it's clearly not supposed to be. Well, I don't know. Is it supposed to be comical, though? Because there, there's a lot of jokes between... 
uh, George C. Scott in the Father Dyer in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, and there's little moments where he's like, um, may the Schwartz be with you, you know, stuff like that. There's little cute little moments. And then also when fucking the Gemini killer, Stephen Dorff is having his like moments, he has little things. He's like, wait, 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 is that true? You know, he, he's got little weird, quirky, kind of like amusing moments. You know, there are amusing moments, but I don't think his anger outbursts are supposed to be funny. Or if they are, I don't think he succeeded in doing that. He just came off as unhinged, not as like funny. He breaks down in the middle of one of them. <laughs> like that, that that one guy is just yelling at him. It, like he's like, don't you understand that fucking da 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 He's like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to tell you what's happening. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. You know? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was crying. I'm sorry. You shut the like, fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Everybody's like, damn, this guy's unhinged. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is supposed to be unhinged in the sense that he has just been spiraling for the last, what, 15 years or whatever it is. And so, like, this is the shell of a man who's been destroyed because his best friend would shove down the stairs or something. You know, like, maybe that's what we're supposed to be seeing here. See, that line's even funny. When he's like, when Jersey <laughs> Scott's like, that man was my best friend. I, that even gets you to crack up because it's just like Bro, he was. He was courting him to go watch movies. He's like, he's like, hey, you look like a boxer. You want to go see a movie sometime? <laughs> maybe, maybe he's just in love with these guys, and, and he's, that's that's just how he's dealing with it. Like he yeah, was trying yeah. to he, he was trying to hook up with you know Father Karras, and then he dies, and he's like, damn. And then now he's been courting fucking Father Dyer all these years, going to movie dates and shit, talking about movies. And why did they make him Jewish? They didn't do anything with that. Who? Who was Jewish? The cop. George C. Scott's character was uh, Jewish. Like the mom even, uh, his mother-in-law, when he comes into the house the first time, uh, like she's even saying some derogatory stuff uh, about Jews. Where I didn't catch that he was Jewish. Uh, yeah, he's, he's Jewish. Or maybe huh. that's just in the Legion cut. But they, they make a couple of, they drop a couple of lines in, in the theatrical. Is it supposed I, to be like a foil to the Catholicism aspect of it? I guess. I don't know. I, it, Interesting. They didn't do anything with it in either cut of the film. It's just, I don't know. It seems like a throwaway. It's just like, why not maybe it's make him just Catholic? To show, yeah, but maybe it's to show that, like, I don't know, demons transcend religion, you know? I don't know. Maybe they were trying to do something universal there and, like, failed. The first, the first exorcism had too much Catholicism in it, so let's make him Jewish. I don't know. This one's got Catholicism all over it. Well, I know, but you know, is there an attempt at at, at 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 inclusivity? I guess. What, what was the the collar and the opening shots with blood on it with the rose? What were they saying with that? I don't even remember that shot, man. I don't remember that either. And then, the, and then he brings it up. He's like, "I saw a dream with a rose," you know. Um, I yeah, it's, it's one of the opening shots. Yeah, I say I don't understand the rose. I was wondering, wondering what that reference was that I was missing. Yeah, it, 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 there could be it's like, like I said, it's one, of the, it's one of the opening shots. It's like a Catholic collar sitting, like the the white collar sitting there, just on a table. It's got like a red rose laid across the oh. top, and then there's like strip drips of blood down right where the right where the white square is. Oh, I do remember and, that, and, no, it, and it's lit, it. and it's cool. Cause it's actually just the white collar without the black thing, but it's in shadow, which is really kind of cool. It's in shadow, like it would be. Covered with that perfect white square. I was like, ooh, that's clever. I like that. I don't know, man. It's just, it's in that dream sequence, and none of that stuff, I don't know. It, none of it makes sense like it does like in the first movie where you're like, oh, what does this image mean? Like, what is what is the dog doing here? What is the clock here? When's the last time I saw that? Oh, let me think about that. This one's like, doors are opening and there's wind. 
Yeah, it's and the like, smoke's rolling spooky. like down the stairs. I mean, it's I mean, spooky, if, but it doesn't mean, does it mean anything? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if we're going off of what you were saying earlier about how you can tell this was written by like a writer and not a filmmaker, I mean, maybe, maybe what they're trying to do there with the collar and the rose and the blood is like because a lot that of was you Father know. Karis. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, on a strictly symbolic level, like you have the the innocence, you have faith, you have love, you have like you could make some sort of but but no, no, no. I mean, I don't think that works, though, but you could be making some broader statement about like about faith and love overcoming things. But that's not what happens in the movie. So like probably not. But like maybe if he was like a writer, he would feel like this yeah. is a very romantic way to start the movie because you think that's what's going to happen. You think think that good will conquer evil well, I, well you, you, you're talking there made me think about it a little bit like uh you know this whole movie which i kind of appreciated is about father Karis, and just like just like how the first one is which is where the second movie kind of like you know it's like we pick up with with fucking reagan uh, who you know in essence that's that's what the movie the first one was about because she was possessed or whatever but still it seemed the demon was actually after Karis. so it's interesting that we actually pick back up with Karis. We, we continue the story on so maybe the the, the collar at the front with the blood on it is to represent Karis is dead and then we, we're remembering him with our rose mm. um and then and then it gets all the way down to the end where, where the fucking demon's basically like he's in here with us and he's ex- experiencing everything that we do because fuck him and you know that's our whole purpose is to fuck him <laughs> And then by the time that Karis actually fights his way back out, he's like, all right, do me, kill me now, kill me now. You know, it actually ends Karis's like storyline. I really hated that. The whole ending, though, where he just begs to die. I mean, generally speaking, when you have a whole movie that is about good versus evil, you know, Good wins, and I, I thought there was like that really interesting. Not in the I know, clearly not, <laughs> but I did think that it was really interesting because they have that line, and I'm kind of uh, forgetting what it exactly is now. But he's like, "You're looking at this with the wrong eyes," and I think that's actually a really good way to look at the whole movie. And, I, and when you look at it in terms of like faith and good versus evil and all of that, like imagine if he was the kind of person who did have faith and who did believe that good could triumph over evil. Would that have changed anything? Probably because people who believe find a way and he has no faith. That is the most like recurring thing. So obviously he wouldn't triumph, right? Like, cause he's looking well, he, at it with the wrong him, eyes. Yeah. If he, if he had been looking at him with the right eyes then he would have seen Karis's body there the whole time instead of flipping over to, you know, the uh, Gemini, I keep wanting to say Zodiac, the Gemini killer, uh, you know, <laughs> stupid day. We could have come up with a better like, uh, I mean, what, what's the what's the what's the Gemini all about? Why did he pick that Zodiac out of all of them? I don't know. They don't go into it at all. <laughs> the, isn't, isn't that the two lovers or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought that was. Yeah. Gemini is the lovers. Yes. Yeah. So may, maybe that's. It also represents. Maybe, yet again, we're telling he was actually in love with Karis. I mean, well, um, OK. So, hold on. <laughs> so Gemini does represent duality and like on a very broad like pop culture kind of thing a lot of people dislike gemini's because like there's two of them and that is duality and they're like no mm. gemini's are evil whatever two-faced. and so yeah two-faced and so i think that's that could be why he picked gemini to be the killer but yeah the gemini okay. does represent the lovers so you okay. they could be gay lovers secret gay lovers you could be yeah, right. yeah i think that's could it. Be right yeah it's probably that one okay so why did brad dorf pick the gemini killer before he became demonic beelzebub revenge spirit and why is it not Pazuzu this time? Or and, and are they trying to say that Pazuzu? I think they are. Trying which they to didn't say name it. him. 
Yeah. The Pazuzu was like floating around in the afterlife and was like, you're, you're kind of a cool dude, you know? You did some shit. Would you like another go? And he's like, fuck yeah. And he's like, all right, kid. And he's like, it's time for you to be my Padawan. Jump in this body of this rotted old man and well, stay until you reform his brain. What does he? What does <laughs> like, he say? He says master, right? He keeps saying the master. He calls him right? master. That's, that's why I just said Padawan. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but if was it's supposed it the to be whole, the devil or Pazuzu? I don't think it was supposed to be. It's the supposed devil to be the same. Or Pazuzu? No, because didn't they add that all on at like just like they added the exorcism on? Like, wasn't the original story just supposed to be like a possessed killer? No, it it the movie always opens uh, like even on the other. Cut. I watched the first like fifteen minutes. So the other cut opens pretty much the same. Like we're we're in Georgetown, uh, we're at the steps. It's all connected to Reagan's uh, demon. So I think mm-hmm. that the master is the the original demon. I'm not saying it was the devil, but it's the Pazuzu or whatever. Which I'm going to say it's Pazuzu because this is three. So technically two did happen. Um, well, the, but this in this universe they skipped two. Two did not happen. Well, they, there's nothing in the movie three? that discounts it or, or accepts it. There's like you know, there's they just ignored it. Yeah, yeah. It is Exorcist three though. <laughs> you can't call it an Exorcist two if there's already an Exorcist. <sighs> 2. It was original title was Legion, which would have been fucking better. You know, they should have Exorcist Legion would have been great. Yeah, no, it was just called Legion. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. That would have been better. Then they wouldn't have needed to put the exorcism in it. But I don't know. The movie sucked without the exorcism in it because it's it's literally like that nurse comes to uh, Kitterman's house and like goes after his daughter with the shears. And then he like freaks out on the floor and Kitterman just goes into the cell and shoots the guy. Just shoots Brad Dorf. Movie's over. No exorcism. Really? No. Yeah. Amazing. It's like super quick, too. And it's just like, wait, that's the end? And it's like, yeah, I get it. Like if I was paying money for this movie... And was watching and be like, guys, uh, where's the climax? Where's the... Did it, did it have Ooh. the fucking old lady crawling on the ceiling, which was fucking awesome? Yeah. Well, it, was it awesome? You could see the mask. No, 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 bro. <laughs> you could, No, it's fine. Uh, like, I was thinking that at the time, yeah, you can totally see the mask. But what I'm saying is, like, uh, is that the first time we've ever seen that in movies? Seen what? I know that we've seen it a thousand crawling fucking times. In, in 1990, is that the first time somebody had crawled on the ceiling like that in a movie? No, hell no. All, all quick and fucking like creepy like i mean i don't know if it's been sped up before or not but you know there's been people like yeah all the dracula films have people crawling on you know on the sides of buildings and on ceilings oh that's right and also this is this is after freddy and he was dragging motherfuckers across the ceiling oh yeah 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 okay but anyways i, I thought i thought that was kind of cool and creepy and then there was some decent gore so you're, you're saying that was they, there they, they definitely gore? I, I was surprised that it actually went somewhere. Where I was like, oh, look, we're getting somebody's head. No, like, the they, guy. They ripped the Father Morning's face yeah. open. Yeah, that's it. That was gory. I was. I, I appreciated end. it, Brian. I'm just saying, yeah, I know what I'm saying. Like, damn, we actually did something. Oh, wow. There were like fucking four killings before then, but people get their heads no, because... fucking decapitated and no, we don't see shit. We never see any. Which, I, which, I didn't I really that they appreciate were... that we did not see it. Like, the whole time what? I was like, thank God they're just describing this. Like, you I know, don't want to see it. It sounds disgusting. I'm actually kind of pissed now because, <laughs> you know, you, you said you said that they added the exorcism thing, so does that mean that they added the scene where the, the floor opens up and we see the previous Dude, everything in that cell, everything in the cell, every fucking shot is completely reshot because the original because... set was brick wall, and when they went back and redid it they they did a padded cell uh, yeah everything in that room well, is completely redone i was wondering the whole time why we never saw any of the actual deaths and then i thought that when we actually saw a representation of them at the end that that was to make that pay off a little bit more but now that i know that they never intended to show it at all uh you know but also i don't really get the the black face on the <laughs> the black face on the statue 
very uh, hardcore. And and who who was the person on the cross? Was that uh, that was the Karis? black kid that died in the beginning, and then it turns no no into no no Karis. no no the, no the, the second cross that comes up with the oars is that is that Karis? yeah it, it's yeah it starts okay. with the little boy yeah. uh, wearing the the I guess he, he's not wearing it he's got where his head is is the Jesus statue and then the it Jesus turns statue into Karis. head yeah yeah and I forget what he says to him but he says some crap to him. And there's a bunch of naked guys hanging around him. That makes sense. Uh, yet again, uh, it's the it's the lover thing. What? Yeah. What is up um, with the, the? And they're just dudes, and they're just like naked, and they're like like worshiping him. I I thought that was weird. I'm like, why are they not demonic guys? They just look like well, because dudes. you know, naked dudes are, are scary. <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah, it was not terrifying at all. I'm just like, yeah, all right. This is odd. It, yeah, it looks like <laughs> this a rock is 1990, concert. 1990, you guys. I was I was oh, thinking okay, about yeah, how, like. There you go. It wasn't I was thinking about. Yeah. Ha- <laughs> I was more impressed with with the lightning strikes and then how they were like timing those with the flashes in the room and then like I was like interesting. I was like I wonder if they <laughs> if they if were they, they, if they fucking them? like I don't think they, they were. They did. No, yeah. they were just flashing them, bro. Bit. And that's hor- hor- fucking horse shit on the floor was just falling out. I don't think I don't <laughs> think the actual flash. Now the lightning stuff that they actually the lightning streak that they drew on there that's timed. Yeah, but I don't think the flashes are timed. Maybe they are. What I'm saying is, what I was saying is, is that they timed the lightning strikes with the flashes that were created on set, and I thought that was pretty, pretty good. And I was also thinking how much of a pain that would have been. Um, <laughs> Wait, but what, yeah, what I, are you I, talking I, about? The flashes versus the what? The actual like drawn in lightning bolts. Oh, you just draw that in post though. You don't have to time yeah, that. I know. I'm confused. It that it still looked it looked better than than the girl getting her head cut off uh, attempted head cut off where she, like where her neck stretches when the when the nurse Dude, attacks. I don't even the, know what the fuck was. I I went back and looked at that frame by frame and I'm like it's not sped up. It's also like manipulated somehow. I could not figure it out. In that scene, you can see the wires pulling uh, the detective to this to the wall when he gets thrown. In the 4K, you can see the wires. Oh wait, are you talking about the end when George C. Scott comes mm- in to save his daughter? Yes. I don't know if I even noticed that. I, I, so on my stupid. second go on the 4K, I noticed the wires. I was like, oh, you can see the wires. Maybe you were just shaking your head at the ridiculousness of it all at the time. <laughs> Man, into this movie. It's a little bit of a mess. Uh, you know what? Let's take a break. Let's play the trailer for William Peter Blatty's Exorcist Trace, and we'll be right back. 17 years ago, an extraordinary motion picture touched our most profound, nameless fears. Do you dare walk these steps again? Death be not proud, nor canst thou kill me. Satan grows stronger. You believe in possession, Father? He has found a haven. Come to take a little blood from your father. He has taken possession. The boy had been crucified. His web widens. I've just never seen anything like this in 20 years. Inside this cell. The killer drove an ingot into each of his eyes and cut off his head. Inside a man. Who are you? I am no one. A man we thought had died. 17 years ago. He is inside with us! He will never get away! This time. 
terror is back. George C. Scott in William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist 3. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist 3. Mm-hmm. A lot of, uh, lot of footage in that trailer that was not in the movie. I feel like I've been lied to. Didn't see all these papers flying around and crazy stop motion transformations and, you know, fire. You know, the stop motion stuff, it looked uh, it looked okay. It didn't look terrible for what it was in the trailer. You don't really get to see how it would work in the movie, but, you know, it looked all right in the trailer. I was actually waiting for them to do something like that in the movie. I guess they cut it out, though. Yeah. Uh, the lack of gore bothers me in this. You know what I mean? Like, the first Exorcist is really, it's just, it's just so known for, like, over the top, the little girl cussing, t- t- calling people cocksuckers and saying cocks are being sucked in hell to people. Oh, man. It's just, there's the violence. Smacking folks. It's, yelling at them. Yeah. Puking. These sequels are just very tame. I think they're shocking in a different way. I mean, if you listen to a lot of the descriptive language that's being used... I mean, that is also shocking. Descriptive that's the goal, language. Right? Descriptive <laughs> language. It's descriptive language. All this talking going on. Yeah, like if you're paying attention. <laughs> show me um, something. Describe it. Don't show. That's hey, how that saying goes. Bro, Brad Dorf was crying in every scene, bro. That's special effects, man. All right. I know we talked about those Brad Dorf scenes. I know we did, but... Guys, I went back and timed those out because I was like, God, these things are so long. The first one is fucking 10 minutes in length. And the second one is like nine minutes. Really? It's like 19 minutes of the movie is Brad Dwarf close up of him talking because they cut so so few shots of like reaction shots or even lines that George E. Scott has in that cell. It's and they're just like cutting close up to close up. It was really funny that um, I saw an article that said that Brad Dorf said said that he was cast because Jason Miller couldn't memorize the monologues, <laughs> so they cast him instead. Yeah, because like they shot this whole movie with Brad Dorf, and then the studio wants this exorcism stuff, so they're like, okay. And then Jason Miller was available, and they're like, well, well let's get Jason Miller. We can actually have him in here, and maybe we can like cut back oh, and forth. Oh, that came somehow. later. Yeah, this all came later because the the director's cut of the movie, it, Jason Mil- Miller's not even in it. At all whatsoever, so uh, they bring him back, and then he can't he can't memorize his lines. So then they're like, "Oh shit, this isn't going to work." So then they had to call Brad Dorf back and like, "Hey, can you redo this?" And he had to come in and redo those the whole monologue scenes all over. Wow, again. he's like, "Fuck, I forgot all that shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah, some crazy shit. Well, they had a lot of problems. Like uh, the first uh, group of like special effects people that came in uh, for the reshoots. They just walked off the set. They were just why? like, uh, I'm not 100% sure why. Uh, I think they were just taking too long Was is the actual answer. But uh, everybody else that worked on the set was saying that the stuff that they did was kind of crappy, too. Do you think that Brad Dorf only uh, agreed to come back if he could actually like reference Child's Play? Oh, that's right. He He actually says the words Child's Play. He goes, Little Jack Horner. Child's Play, Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> he started, it'd be amazing if he started laughing like Chucky. I'm, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the the voodoo chant to come in. Yeah, especially with all those lightning bolts going around. 
Right? That would have been the perfect time for it. Yeah. I th- and this is the same year as like Child's Play 2? It, it's got to be real uh, close. It's really close, yeah. Man. I think it was before. This was before Child's Play 2, I think. Look at that. Going from Exorcist 3, Child's Play 2. Mm. Two years later. Man's making his mark. It's the smiles that keep us going, Tiff. Don't you think? The little giggles and good cheer. That's a good funny moment after he, you know, ha- has a little breakdown and laughs there. Oh, excuse me. I am mad. Oh, 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 oh. But oh, also Karis. Oh, I'm raving. Yeah, yeah. No, he's like, oh, excuse me. I'm raving. Well, you know, I am mad. Yeah, that we actually get to a, a reaction, but it's a wide shot. And it's always so weird that uh, George C. Scott's always so static in a frame. Like, even, like, when he's standing there next to all of his best friend's fucking blood, and he's just so stilted, and everybody in the room is all, the blocking is just so, like, static in the frame, and they're just having these mono conversations. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. The non-existent blocking. Yeah. The non-existent blocking. I, I do like it. The one time, like, uh... <laughs> George says uh, this guy gets uh, gets really upset when he when he's talking about his friend and he's like shut up and he screams and he he needs a minute <laughs> right and then he 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 walks and they they, they cut to a it's uh, a, a, a really odd shot yeah yeah it's it's like this this wide shot of the room and he comes over to this desk on the other side and blocks this black actor that the, yeah <laughs> the police yeah guy. it's just the the blocking's completely terrible yeah it's like wait he could have gone anywhere in this room why is he standing right in front of this other actor and you can't see his face it's like uh, dude I, speaking of seeing that guy's face that poor that poor guy like his skin tone is is dark right and then in the in the blu-ray version you can kind of see the features on his face in the 4k he's gone it, it, he's just completely in shadows. Like they didn't light for him at all. <sighs> what are you talking about? He he's a background cop, you know. He's there to say good job. Well, I'll go get that thing. He doesn't need to be lit. Ridiculous. I mean, to be fair, they did only have like three weeks for their reshoots, and it did add nine million dollars onto the budget. Holy shit! That's kind of amazing. Well, you know, Jason Miller is expensive. Uh, and, and 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 that's kind of funny. They added extra lines for him. He has that moment where he like roars like a giant lion, and he goes, "I do that rather well, don't you think?" He had some fun. <laughs> I guess there was some fun to be had. No, I mean, there, like there's some moments. Uh, the nurse, like that, uh, run, running around uh, the hallway, you know, checking on everyone, thinking she hears well, a noise, and then she gets. I think that really long wide shot. Yeah, very famous. Where jump she hears scare. ice. Ice cracking like from like you know, fifty yards away. She's hearing ice cracking. She's turning into a werewolf. That's her superhero uh, hearing oh, right there. Oh, cool! But that is that is a nice like ending to that whole like scene with the running at you with the giant scissors. I thought that worked well. But let me ask you a question about that. So I'm going to run at you with giant scissors, right? So that means how I catch you is I cut your head off, right? And so you would have like spray, and so th- so there should have been like they find the body back in that original room because when we cut back to that scene later, everybody's coming out of that room and they're pulling the body back out of there, right? So did did the demon clean up all this blood? Oh did, yeah, uh, of course. Oh okay. No, dude. That is like, again, like there's just like there's there no should blood. have been a giant blood streak going back to that room where they hid the body. This movie does not want to. Th- yeah. 
we don't want to we don't want to do gore like that. that for whatever reason, these yeah, filmmakers yeah. are no, very. No, we against saw it. blood enter the frame after the confessional scene. It just it just kind of like oozes into the frame, and then they cut. You know. Yeah, I mean, maybe there is like a cleanup issue because the t- we do see blood <laughs> oozing, and we also see blood in all the little vials, and that's kind of it. There's not. Yeah, else. It's pretty pretty weak sauce, really. Well, Brad no, Dorf is an artist, guys. He's an artist. I don't know if you know, but I'm an artist. You know, I see things a little differently. You know, I have knowledge. <laughs> I just need I need reactions. Like 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 in movies, we we need to see the person having emotion about what's being said because they tell us how we're supposed to feel. If I'm just on this dude ranting then it just gives me way too much time to think about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, tell me what I'm, you know, visually tell me what I'm supposed to feel right now so I don't, like, get lost in, like, wow, dude, Chucky's really giving it here, you know? <laughs> well, I think you're supposed to be, like, pay attention to his monologue and feel, like, from him and, you know. Like, it's very theatrical. It, it's yes. like you're reading a book. I get it. Like, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it's just, this. this is... He's got good ideas. I mean, I, I think that I think that Mr. Blatty's got good ideas. He's just not a fucking film director. Yeah, he's not a very good director. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think his directing. I think that's the worst thing about the movie is is his directing actually. Which which, which how much money did he get to make this in 1990? Oh, uh, it had 11 million dollar uh, budget before the reshoots, and then so I it took it up to, up to like 20. Wow. Yeah. Almost the cost of. <laughs> I haven't seen that confirmed anywhere, but I mean, like, Let's say shit, just to make them almost as much to make the original movie was to the reshoots. Damn. Well, they had to uh, get everybody in real quick. Oh, and those special effects, ripping out the floor, bringing in all the naked dudes. Yeah. Well, it they cost money. Yeah, they cu- they had two units uh, shooting that stuff. So w- William Peter Blatty was shooting all the actors in the pad in one padded room uh, set, and then they had another padded room set for all the special effects stuff. And there was like days where George C. Scott would be going from, you know, his reaction shots listening to Brad Dorf's monologue to going over to being hoisted up on the wall in his Jesus like crucifix pose. Yeah. Wielding a gun. But apparently he was really pissed about Well yeah, man. I imagine my arms being out like this. Well, he didn't like, want to show his gut. Twelve hours. I guess he I think they Bro, said he the wore whole a movie girdle. Is his gut. Well, he was wearing a, a he, girdle he's, at he's the leaning time. Back. I know, but he's leaning back, and you know, the, like the high waisted pants back in the day, Kristen. You know what I'm talking about, where they pull them up to the to the. That's like even men had empire waists. I like it. Like you know, like you know, you've got to pull it up here, which which with being a large man, your guts out, and so he's always leaning back, so he's got the fucking Santa Claus like slope, where you know what I'm saying, where it's like the leading line going to his face is always his gut and his chest, and it, and it's it's. Every fucking frame. I was like, damn, they are not framing him very flatteringly at all. He's just kind of like standing there like a fucking, like a penguin. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's a, that was the style. That was the style. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess it is. Uh, one of the things that I did notice, considering that this is, I guess, I guess it's about demons, kind of. But this was heavy on the heavy on the occult. Uh, that one doctor had a lot of occult imagery in his office, which I thought was bizarre. Which, which one? Uh, I don't. Scott Wilson. Uh, oh, 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 oh Scott Wilson, like... fucking Doctor Temple. Yeah, Doctor Temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who was like rehearsing what to say. Yeah, <laughs> but they also kept showing. Uh, I thought it was also interesting that angels were playing with tarot cards. And I also thought it was interesting that they had the hanged man over and over and 
over again. It was recurring throughout the whole movie. And I was a little confused on what they were trying to say there. I think they just, I think they took it quite literally as like, you're going to hang, like you're going to die. What does that card normally mean? So the hanged man is um, a, a man who has been strung upside down and he has one foot tied and he's stuck basically, mm. but he's been stuck and he, he, you know, he can only like see one view and he's upside down and all of that. Um, but um, it's actually like kind of a good card because you're in a position so long that you kind of find inner peace. Um, he has a halo around his head. So I was, tr- I was like, that doesn't really fit with the movie. I was a little confused on that. So basically saying that when you're trapped and all hope is lost, you'll always return back to the... Right, which again doesn't fit with the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, you know, no, no matter what, we're, we're, we're going to be, you know, we're, we're, we're going to return to God. We're going to return to this. Right, right. Um, but I, actually, no, bullshit, because even uh, like, uh, so he's up there, right? And, and he's, he's, in, he's in Christ hug pose. And, and he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, I believe. I do, you know. He he has a moment of clarity where he actually kind of comes back to the faith. Kind of. Yeah. Really. Kind of. Kind of. That fucking speech was terrible. I, the, the whole speech where he's like talking about how- I believe in it all, goddammit. <laughs> I believe in slime. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to get on board with that. And then and they didn't, like it just fell flat on its face. And I was like, you can't even do that right. <laughs> Like, how is this movie supposed to be about, like, faith? <laughs> like, again, how is this movie supposed to be about faith when no one has faith in it? Like, it's it's bizarre to me. Well, it's just like you said earlier. Like, you know, like, God never really wins in these movies. It's it's pretty... Evil continues. So... Evil continues, and I think the the hubris of man is also a recurring plot. Like, we... <laughs> We're, we can't believe in God because how could God exist? So therefore we'll take this into our own hands, except then you just fail over and over and over again um, right. as you do it again in this movie. I, I did appreciate their feeling like there's a little bit of stakes because in the first one, we're reading a book and throwing water and the demon starts to like, you know, lay back or whatever and starts to wow. And this one, the fucking demon like throws your ass against the wall. It fucking blows the Bible up in your face. It fucking like throws you the wall and peels the skin off your body. Like, it, like it's a bit, a bit of a battle. Like this time. was destroying in that room, dude. Like, don't you yeah. that? Was, okay. Let's hurt the I room. Think... I'm talking about like, you know, I know he like, Crack made the Father Karras apparently have a fuck. Well, what about the people? Though? Okay, but but also they're across the room there too. And he smacked him too. He yeah. smacked him across the room. <laughs> 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 Lick me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> see, that would have been way better, Jared. <laughs> you see George C. Oh, Scott fucking, right now. Oh. Yeah, and fucking Brad Dorf's like, lick me. He's like, he's like, he's like, finally, and like he's fucking. It's Father Karras, and he's like, lick me. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out and he's got like pubic hair and blood. If if, if they would have went that way, it would have like it would have been way better. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Damn, I it would have been awesome. I laughed so hard though when Father Morning or whatever his name was, what came Father in the Morning, and was like in the name of the Father. And when he said Father, he flung the Holy oh, Spirit, no. <laughs> and it was so much. And I was like wishing that, that it would, I got some steam or like. You know, like we got the sound and we got all the demons screaming and shit, but I, I need like fucking like, you know, like steam coming off of his face from all the burns and, you know, 
copious amounts of, of Christ fluid on him. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I also don't understand, like, okay, so uh, Father Morning gets, he, he gets thrown up to the ceiling, mm-hmm. and then the way it looks... The way the action is in the next shots, it looks like he's ripping himself off the ceiling. It's, I was wondering that too. It's like, why? Well, just stay stuck. Why are you trying to rip your own self off? It's, it's not like you're being pulled. It's like you are doing this to yourself. Why don't you just stay stuck? Yeah, I don't. You know, you don't have to rip your own face off. All right. Bro. So, so you guys didn't get like the demon was like pulling him down or anything. It did look like no. He it was felt like, like he was yeah. ripping himself off. So yeah. maybe, maybe maybe the demon was compelling him. But we all know that if you're a true believer, you can't be possessed. That's true. Yeah, unless you have Is a lapse it? of faith. Yeah, unless you have a lapse of faith. No, I don't think so because I think in addition, well, yes, the lapse of faith, but 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 he can um, like people who are old and close to dying, like that old lady. Like if you're not fully present, you can also be possessed, even if you're a true believer. I think that may be my favorite scene. The old lady. Yeah, when he's like talking to the old lady and she's like, "Are you the radio repair man?" Oh, I you love know, that. All, that 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 scene <laughs> is so fucking good because it, it rides the edge of like ridiculous. Yeah. But they they play it so well. Yeah. And he, like her delivery, except for the wide shot, they cut to the wide shot and she's obviously in a different mind frame as far as the performance. It's bigger, so that was obviously earlier in the day, but. It's the only time it comes out of it, but most. But that that her close up there is is magic, and it's great. That was a great scene. I love that scene. Yeah, I, I like all the old people scenes, and until you get to like the the very end of the movie, but that one nurse. With I don't the help care much of old friends, old friends. But like the confession, uh, the confessional booth murder. Like uh, if I step on a cross, I need to confess it. If that I step lady. on two straws oh. in the shape of a cross, well, the same, the same bullshit. Because nice. you know, we don't, we don't see them. It's all, it's all like the, uh, the, um, that plays. But like, whenever we have like the uh, obvious ADR, it just doesn't feel like it sticks to the scene. Yeah, it's like, it's like the lady. She's like, "Are you my son?" And he's like, "Well, I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd be happy if I were, or whatever." You know, just her, her ADR doesn't fit. You know. Like it, which which doesn't make sense because you, you you were just saying because the voice doesn't fit the body it works so well in the first one because the voice coming out of Reagan just feels like it's mixed in better or something you know that voice doesn't fit the body but it feels better yeah and it also feels like they tried to make the ADR like live within the scene like all the ADR in this movie feels like people you know talking on on top of mics like we are right now versus yeah like, you're right you know, like yeah, that's exactly right yeah because we're up in here like you know exactly yeah the yeah because when the doctors like explain he's like actually like, drained uh every, every every ounce of blood out of his body <laughs> you know and none was actually like you know uh spilled except well, except for the shit that's on the wall <laughs> what do you mean though on the wall <laughs> it's got two l's wonderful uh, you know, did anybody catch that before he announced it Oh yeah, I did. I was like, oh, they've been oh, so wonderful, um, dumbasses. I, I just read it quickly. <laughs> I was actually every time. Uh, uh, actually, you know what? Uh, I wasn't looking at the words. I read it really quickly, but then I was more enamored with like the how they put a fucking like they nailed some two by fours up there around it, and, said, and so they could hang the black stuff up there without contaminating. I guess. Yeah, I guess that was the. And idea. I, I thought that was weird. Like, both times I watched it, when they ripped it down, I was more looking at. 
I read the I read it, but I was more looking at the fucking boards on the wall. I was like, this is weird. Yeah, I did, I, I guess that is why they were there. I was gonna ask, uh, yeah, what those were there for. I guess I was thinking about later because it was to keep distance off, so it's not actually hanging on the wall. It's it's keeping the distance off so they could come in and come with with you know, dust for prints or whatever. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess that's it's a nice wonderful detail. life. Life is fun. <laughs> <laughs> What do you guys think about the uh, the whole multiple possessions and jumping into different bodies versus one demon, one, one possession? Oh, you're down? You think it, you... Well, it breaks the rules because the way we've, we've set up that possession takes some time. Well, this isn't a demon, though. This so. is like a serial killer spirit possessing people that can like. Oh, so it's it's like uh, it's like time is on my side. Yeah, what's that Denzel yes, it is. movie? What is that? Uh, fucking um, um, Goodman's in it too. Uh, John Goodman, Denzel Washington. Yeah. What is that? Fallen, fallen. That's fallen. It. Yeah. So basically, the 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 serial killer's spirit. Fallen ripped this movie off. Uh, okay. Yeah. When did that come out? That had to come out in like '96, right? Way after this. We should do that movie sometime. Um. Maybe we should just do that instead of Exorcist 4. No, we've gone too far. 98, and I've already bought man. them. Yeah, you're right. That was like eight <laughs> years later. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> fucking Fallen totally stole their fucking plot from this movie. They did, man. They did it better. It's, it, 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 you know, I think. It, it, it sticks in my head way more. Um, yeah, do you guys think this would have been a better movie had it not been connected to The Exorcist? Yeah. I think Probably. so, too. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense as far as like if it's the same demon, if it's the same kind of like thing. It's like, like, like we said earlier, like, like, like so Pazuzu like, is like hanging out at the fucking smoking room. You know, he's hanging out in that waiting room with Beetlejuice waiting to get called to go well, to the next thing. I think that makes sense because it's a demon. Like, I mean, can't oh, you yeah, be, got nothing else to do? Can't you be like in a girl's body and then also in hell at the same time? I don't know. I don't think so. You, can, you I don't think so. No, I think so. I mean, like, I don't know. Well, because he wasn't, he's not possessing them 100% of the time. He's only there. Like, it's like a part-time job. Well, no, no, it's, it's, it's weird. No, it, no, it was like, it was like he was able to split himself because as long as, as long as Brad Dorf could lay there and concentrate, right, he can get it done. Because if you think about, like, when it, when it goes to the nurse who goes, shows up at uh, the detective's house, is going to try to kill the daughter, right? Um as soon as he gets fucked with because the fucking priest is coming in to exercise him, it breaks his fucking concentration and he can't, and he can't hold that woman any farther or maybe it's because she's so far away. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's weird too, because like the demon takes over, uh, father cares his body at that point too. Yeah. So I don't know that. Yeah. That's not even Brad Dorff at that that point. That's, that is bizarre. Yeah. Like why wouldn't Brad Dorff be able to continue? No, no, no. Brad Dorff is, is inside of, Karis, it's always Karis. Yeah, it's just I know it's always we Karis, see him. right? Okay, and yeah, then, yeah. So Brad yeah. Dorf is out there like possessing this old lady, right? This catatonic right. Uh, patient, and she's—they're trying to kill K- Kinderman's family, and then the demon takes over Karis's body. Why does Brad Dorf stop doing what he needs to do? The demon's taking care of. Well, it's, of it's, the, he's still connected because they say they say that they, they for some reason they've got these machines in everybody's room, and for some reason they know that when they like go in and sleep, they put them on their head. I don't yeah. know why they're randomly putting them on this dude's head, but anyways, and they he's say that his, out, his, is his what they said. Oh, so he blacks out, so they run in. I, yeah. I need that in scene. I know they said it, but I need you to come in and fucking. Oh my god, he blacked out. Let's put the things on there. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, instead of just cutting to it, 
But anyways, uh, the, his his activity is more when he's controlling someone. So he he's able to just kind of like mind meld with people. But why can't he stay there them. though? Like he should be able to mind meld and stay there, and then have the it's demon because take over the body. You know what I mean? He can't concentrate when shit's happening. You know, back home. What, why does he need to be present? Because he's not present at the end of the Exorcist. It's just like it's just the demon right. at that point. You don't see Brad Dourif anymore. I don't know. It's just very bizarre. It's kind of like where does Brad Dourif's Gemini killer? Where did where where does where does he go? How how does he fit into this? At the end, he doesn't. Well, there's multiples, and they can all tap into that body apparently, because apparently he, he's he's like, oh, I'm getting a little, a little, little bit from the master right now, you know. He's like, you know, it's like he could still have these conversations and stuff, uh, in the middle of it. You know, I don't want to get. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's like. It's almost like the demons can like project themselves into like hosts that are able to host them. Like not everyone can host catatonic people, a demon, right? Or people who are just open to it for whatever reasons, or people who are like, like their like I guess soul is not present in their body. Then the demon can sort of like mm. yeah project him or herself i guess into the the body but like but i think that's the kind of the thing is like for people who are like kind of coherent um it, yeah you can't just like take over the body uh 100 percent of the time and it's it's weird that if you did take over this like 80 year old woman's body now she's way more nimble like she can fucking thread a fucking catheter up someone's veins in through their like armpit and into the heart and then suck out all this blood and like, you know, do Dude, you all can this, walk like, on ceilings. All right. Come on. Or, that's what I'm saying. You could scurry across the ceiling and like look over your shoulder and fucking take in information and all this shit. But that, that goes with the first movie, that, though. Yeah. That's the only thing I didn't like. But that was that was established in the first movie is like the rules for demon possession. So because you got that like what 12 year old girl beating the shit out of grown ass men. I guess they're stronger, but she's still going to be nimble. Come on, bro. <laughs> that nimble? Come on. Come on. Hey, man, the devil is quite a wallop, you know. Uh, speaking of the first movie, there was like a... Um, they were trying to figure out the time, of like like the connection between all the deaths and how they tie it into the first movie. And the only one that they couldn't tie in was the uh, was the, the boy, Right? No, the no. Guy, they the boy they gets... did. His father is the one that. Uh... No, they say mother in the in the thing. They say, oh, Kit that's uh, right. Kitri's mother figures out the tape is backwards. What the fuck? There, no, it was fucking father. Fucking um, the guy that's in that's supposed to be in this movie. He figures it out. Nobody no, he's, had no, a he's copy not. Of the uh, first one, Father so Karras. Yes, Father Karras. There's a scene in the first movie of Father Karras where he takes it. He yeah. takes it to, to this guy. Who's the guy? I don't know who the guy is. You don't get his name. I thought it was dude. one of the one, I thought I thought it was one of the other priests. No. Anyways, I thought it was too. Yeah, I thought it was the priest that that finds him at the end. I thought that was who he took it to. Either way, it wasn't somebody's mother. I mean, why why would they change that? It makes no sense. I mean, I guess they had to figure out a way to like tie this kid he, to the story. He, I, no, I think he did say father because didn't they say like and guess who? Bro, his I wrote dad it was, down. And then, then, my second viewing, I was like, he said mother, and I wrote it down. It says Kitri's mother. Uh, Kitri's mother. He says mother. Isn't that though how, how it ends? Like who was who, who was the boy's father? And it's like uh and isn't that how the scene ends and then they cut? Straight I don't know. Maybe it's not. I'm telling you that she said he says Kitri's mother figures. Uh, this it is out. what happens when you have to like fucking two movies, you got two different cuts, like they're just fucking goddamn running together in my brain. So what do you think that the red dot means? At, like we sit on this red dot for like what red dot? Fifteen seconds. 
What you, where? We shoot, we shoot, we shoot Karis in the head. Oh, that's the Blam. sun. Is it? That's because, supposed to be like, a sunset or a sunrise. Yeah, it's it's a fucking red dot on a black screen, it, and then we what? cut to it's a fucking you red dot on. Oh, watch the 4K cut. It's a fucking red dot on a black screen. Uh, we, we shoot Karis in the head. We cut to a red dot on the black screen, perfectly centered in the center of the frame for like 15 fucking seconds. Then it cuts to a priest looking out a window. No, okay. So, yeah, that is definitely a sunrise. Um, man, I need to buy the 4K of this. Are you saying that, it is, that it's that it's bad? Black dot. Because on the Blu-ray. There's a red dot on the black screen. No, on the Blu-ray, you can clearly see it is a blue sky with a amber sun coming up. No, definitely does not. Is look that like what that you saw, Kristen? Uh, I definitely saw the uh, sun. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly what color. I, I remember it was. M- maybe in my first my first viewing on the on the on the Blu-ray, I, I maybe thought sun, but in that fucking four K I watched today, it is a red dot on a black screen. No, it's. And I was like, it, this it's is not even wild. red. I'm pretty sure it's like it's like orange. It's like a goldish color. Hmm. Is. Isn't it? I mean, I think it might be like an orangey red, but I definitely remember like it's very clearly a sun. Yeah, I th- okay. I thought it was very right. clearly a sun. It was just odd. It felt like a like a fucking <laughs> like a graphic. We cut to like a red dot. Did you have your HDR turned off? No, because it popped up and said HDR ten uh, when it started the uh, the disc. No, I mean like did you have it off on your player. I'm saying that like it popped up saying that it was it was an HDR ten. Yeah, your TV. The- oh, uh, your player said that. Yeah, oh, my, my, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I was playing it on a uh, Xbox X, so and it's set up. Oh, right. Who knows what those Xboxes do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just buy a player like a normal person. No, every every single uh, like Blu-ray or whatever, it's always been a uh, game system for me. So. This is not the way, Jared Callen. This is not the way. You should always have your own standard uh, separate device. I'm already out of HDMI ports on my uh, on my TV, Brian. <laughs> I don't believe it. I I found this out. Blew my mind. I read it on Wikipedia. I didn't believe it, but several people, William Peter Bladley actually confirmed it himself in an interview. He actually talked to John Carpenter about directing this movie after yeah. William oh, yeah, Freakin' walked that. away. No, that's real. Yeah. I thought I read that on Wikipedia. I was like, this is bullshit. Fuck, that is bullshit. He actually, no, for real, had a fucking whole like week-long meeting with him. This could have been a good, really, really good movie, man. Or at least another John Carpenter joint in the 90s. Well, I think the reason that Carpenter backed out is because Vladdy uh, refused to uh, change the script. He's like, he, he would still retain story rights. Like, you know, it's going to be how I wrote it. So Carpenter's like, I can't do my thing, then fuck you. Yeah, Carpenter said he wanted to actually have an exorcism at the end of the movie and... <laughs> spend some time with that and he's like yeah maybe we can make the whole like last reel or two the exorcism that didn't go over well I guess although what you- to be fair this did have like when it came out it, I mean it made 40 million almost 39 worldwide so it wasn't a huge hit but it had a lot this had tough competition supernatural like just horror-ish films right Ghost was out Still rocking it. Hadn't even made $100 million yet. So it was like it had ways, ways to go. And then fucking Flatliners was it just come out like two, three weeks ago. Did you see this in theaters, Brian? No, I did not. Wow. I did not. I hadn't seen the original Exorcist. Um, wow. When this came out. Yeah. What happened? I feel like you're slacking here. I did not see. Well, The Exorcist was one of those horror movies that I could not see until I was over the age of 13, you know, 
for whatever reason that was like a, a thing in the house I don't know like cause I could see all these John Carpenter movies and Friday the 13th and all that but The Exorcist was a little bit more well, The taboo. Exorcist is real well no I mean it wasn't that I don't yeah I just think it was just the the shock of it you know it's very graphic in a way that's like it it shows I mean there's obviously some ridiculous things but there's a lot of the like very real things that are very graphic in there I can see that like I couldn't see Flatliners when that came out either, um, but that was because that had a bunch of like you know William Baldwin is like taping women and he's having sex with and they don't know about it, so I can see why I wasn't allowed to see that at the age of eight. Yeah, what a dick. Yeah, My parents were like, "Oh, that's an uncomfortable conversation. Let's not, let's not bring that up yet." It's never too early to talk to your children about not videotaping women. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about the consent. Get the consent first. Once they <laughs> sign their name on the dotted line, right here. Do you mind if I take this lens cap off? <laughs> Brian, did you see the Joker uh, like cameo in this? Okay, I did. <laughs> I did. What the absolute fuck is that, dude? Okay, <laughs> William Peter Blatty went to the production design department and said, "I want a jo- Joker." What did he? What did he call it? A saint? I think he said saint. A saint statue of the Joker, and they fucking literally made him one that was made for this movie it obviously was made because they show all these other like statues and they look right they're like of the era <laughs> you know what i mean like it, you can make that but this motherfucker looked like he came out of a damn comic book dude that cost him ten thousand dollars back in the fucking 1990 wow to get that just off- to license that for just a, a like know. five frames i don't even think they license it i don't i don't think it was you know so 10 grand of this budget was so and i i hope that Blatty has that in his kitchen, watching him make fucking tacos. He probably does, let's be honest. <laughs> He's like, the only thing I ever got out of this fucking movie <laughs> was my favorite go- Joker statue. <laughs> He's been dead for like five years, so I don't think he's got anything. So his kids so have it now. Okay, yeah. No, it's probably like overseeing his like cemetery plot. It's his fucking tombstone. Is that <laughs> It's like shellacked. It, well, it, what blows me his way is... It, they spent so much money and somebody actually made that and it's in one fucking shot without an actor. For like five frames. Yeah. No, no, no. He walks past it. No, no. It's a cutaway. Yes, bro. he does. No, it's a cutaway. There ain't nobody it's, in It's that beside shot. a doorway. He walks past it. It's it's beside a doorway. Right, You've got to be shit. I'm not. No, maybe it was cut, you guys. Like, maybe it was supposed to be something else. Well, no, they're like, if we show it more than five frames, we're going to have to pay another 30 grand. It wasn't they were like, oh, shit. any of the uh, the extra footage I saw, but they, they did lose a lot of footage. There's like, like even the, the, the director's cut, the Legion cut, is not completely done just because they just, they don't have that footage anymore. It's lost. And it's put together with... Yeah, it's ridiculous. Too. It looks really bad. It's... Yeah, I, I couldn't. Like I said, I, I was to prepare for the podcast. I was like, I'm not going to force myself to watch this because I guarantee you nobody else is doing it. Um, so I just watched the movie again. <laughs> the the extra feature that you have to watch on that Shout Factory disc, I I forget what it's it's it's, it's called. Something is bleeding, but it, it's the very last special feature on the second disc. Oh my god! It's all the people in post productions and the the people that got hired for the reshoots, and they are so fucking brutally honest about everything. Uh, oh, they're so salty about uh, it. I love no, it. no, they're not even salty. They're just like, eh, you know, I don't, I don't know what could happen with this. I don't know. Oh, it's it's so wonderful. That's like that is what real people think about when they're working on these movies, and they're like, oh, this is a train wreck. But you know, when you do PR stuff, you got to be like, oh, 
Fantastic individual, blew me away. They were the you know, best. He's I've just ever a really visionary uh, director, and he's always so open. And you know, it's just such a pleasure to work with. You know, he really belt, made us feel like a family on set. And I just would like really look forward to coming into work every single day. And yeah, I'm just really uh, glad I was a part of this project. There you go. There's your canned answer. Now that I've said that, you can use that on anything you guys <laughs> want me to promote. Obviously, Jared was talking about me. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Moving on. Does anybody have anything else before we hit ratings? It's just the smiles that keep us going, Brian. All right. Well, who's going first? Who's rating Exorcist 3? Okay. Uh, Exorcist 3. Um, better than Exorcist 2. Now, if I had watched this after Exorcist 1, I would probably uh, rate it a lot worse, uh, but um, it was refreshing after the last one. Uh, it was nice to return to the form. Here, here. Uh, I, I like seeing um, some of our characters back again, even with new faces. Oh, wait. Can we talk about that? Fi Father <laughs> Dyer? You know the reason he's not... Oh, well, it's not the reason he's not in this movie, but I looked up, like, why wasn't he in this movie? You know? And I went and looked at this guy's Wikipedia page. because he's a pederast. Yeah, damn straight it is. Anyway, continue. Uh, following along with uh, Catholic traditions, uh, Father <laughs> Dyer um, did some things. Yeah, and, you know, he just he wasn't invited back. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, a silent canceling, as it were. Um, this movie's enjoyable. I, uh, as far as the franchise, uh, especially after seeing, um, the most recent one, um, it, it was, it was interesting, you know, uh, like I said, and I, and I see its flaws in, in that the direction was bad, but everybody else was coming to bat, you know, the camera's good, man. There, there, there's, there's nice lighting and, 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 uh, especially when it got into the 4k, it, it was nice to see some, uh, some of the contrast and all that. It's, 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 it's shot pretty well. It's just bad direction. That's, that's just, what we're going to come down to. And, you know, you can always put good actors in and, and they can do the best they can. Uh, but it really does count, come down to, they really do need to be told where to stand. And if you're not having them move around, uh, then it's just kind of boring. That being said, I still think this is, this is a nice effort. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's worth watching. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it again. It is an eight for me. All right, Nate. Kristen, you go next. You go last. I'll go next. Do it. All right. This movie is entertaining. Uh, <laughs> there's some good stuff here, and um, I think the absolute. I, I mean, my biggest complaint is really the way it it looks and feels, um, which is kind of feels like a cheap, like made for TV movie mixed with like a stage theater production <laughs> which is an odd combination um but that doesn't mean it's not entertaining you know and uh there's a lot of entertaining things here i wouldn't and it's interesting because like i want to say like i wouldn't like think too much about it because a lot of stuff doesn't make sense but at the same time you know there are some very well written things that do make you think and and there is some depth here but it's not really consistent in terms of like, is it a superficial movie or is it, you know, a deep movie that speaks to faith? It doesn't really do any of that. It, it's like it just it's like it stops at the point of where you really want to take it seriously, which is disappointing. But that, again, it's still entertaining. So 
uh, and it's spooky and it's it can be creepy and um but at the same time it, it's silly and goofy and like the joker statue like there's just a lot of stuff <laughs> it it's like it was kind of half thought out i don't know what happened something happened but it's still entertaining so yeah i'm gonna give it uh probably a i'm gonna give it mm, i'll give it a 7.5 oh eight and seven. So make it, i know and i went way too high but i did, I it, I did gonna, it out of love yeah i thought about giving it an eight but that doesn't feel good it's too high uh, I, I like think we're way too high. Seven, I'm just saying. No, because I feel like there's stuff like, like like there's value here. Like I would watch it again and still be entertained. Yeah. And so that's ah. why I'm happy to rate it higher rather than lower. Like if I absolutely hated it, like there, like there's stuff that's that's a value here. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I don't I'm not giving it a high rating because this is a masterpiece. I'm giving this a high rating because I enjoy it. All right. So that being said. Bring us home, baby. Kristen, what did you think of Exorcist 2? Or did you, did you even watch it? We haven't even really talked about this. Okay, so actually, here's what happened. I was traveling a lot, and I wasn't able to watch it until after you guys had already filmed it. And then I saw that um, it had a 9% Rotten Tomato score. And then I saw that the third movie ignores the second movie. So no, I did not watch it. Oh. Kristen, <laughs> I really wish you would have seen that. Just because, just because it does bring back the original character, and um, it's so weird, and and it's 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 like a, it's like it's like if you had this fucking crazy idea, and you're like, what if we did this, and they did it, like it was bad. It's 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 it's, it's like it's 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 supernatural, but more spacey. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like, it's kind of like okay, more futuristic. But like, would you spacey. want me to watch it so that it's I not grounded in reality? Can, like, can I like? But like, would you say that you wish that I watched it like? Because it would add value to my life, or do you wish that I watched it so that I could oh, like dear Lord, not hate it one. like you guys do? <laughs> no, I, I wish one. that you that you watched it so we could have a, a conversation <laughs> about it. How bad it is? <laughs> right, right. That's well, so no, no, sorry. It, I skipped it. <laughs> I forget what I rated it, but um, we have a lot of questions about locusts and uh, the costumes. Uh, the, oh, yeah. actually, okay. you'd love okay, the costumes. So maybe I do this. need to watch it. Actually, you, you <laughs> would right, actually, you right. would actually like the costumes just for locust. I will wardrobe. watch it. All right, and there's all right, ratchets right. in it. So, uh, but um, oh, really? Yeah, right. But that's after, it. That's the, ca- right the cast is abs. <laughs> yeah, the cast is absolutely amazing. <laughs> Louise Fletcher. The cast is absolutely amazing um, in that movie, and it's worth watching another direction fail. <laughs> like 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 they're they're seriously and, it, and it's really interesting because we get to go back and we see we bring back max von Sydow, uh, and to reprise his role and he's terrible oh. and, and 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 also louise fletcher is just like falling apart and, and, and they bring back sharon uh the uh the the nurse help and she ends up anyways all right i'll check it out it's I'll, worth watching and, and, and as an exercise in Damn, we need a director. No, I don't want to watch it for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Google the cost. Worse than this one. Yeah. <laughs> no, this this I don't, film, I don't this think movie's so, better. Man. No, I don't. I, 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 okay, like direction wise, I disagree. I think Exorcist 2, John Borman did a better job directing that movie than, than, than Blatty this? did. Yeah. Blatty is stale, man. This is just boring. They're both really. Uh, no, Exorcist Two is not boring in the direction, man. I I, I know I disagree with that, bro. Like, think about them on sound stages because they couldn't get these locations and we would pay for them. No, I think there's a lot more spunk and a lot more original ideas in that second one than there are 
in this third oh. one. Interesting. Take. I mean, just saying. You directing may be right. Wise, yeah, just directing wise. Yeah, yeah. nothing I'm else. Like, nothing else at all. But but it's also false flat in the two though, man. Like just just think think about fucking Louise Fletcher, like re, re, uh, like her having to react to, uh, like his blocking is bad. Like I think he's given things he just doesn't know how to move the characters in the frame to make it interesting. Yeah, but I mean the direction's bad, dude. Like I mean like George C. Scott is fucking hilarious, man, and he I don't think he should be. <laughs> he's like fucking hysterical. <laughs> like I I love him and I'm laughing at him. You know, I'm like maybe I feel like I'm laughing with him. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm laughing at him. But when the movie gets done, it's just like I don't know. Like why was he going off on those crazy? T- that's totally unexplained. He's just acting from a different time, bro. No you know? bullshit, bro. The 1990. No, come, get the fuck out of here. No, I, I I said he's acting from a different time. I don't mean that at the time. You know, he's no, dude, we we've covered oh. like his acting from uh, what was that? Uh, Kubrick, uh, Doctor Strange, right? Uh, that's George C. Scott. That's George C. Scott right there. He's not screaming at people. You know, for like un <laughs> unmotivated reasons whatsoever. Like when he's screaming there, it's funny. When you reach a certain age, Brian, you can start yelling at people. Okay, now that that's why no. I was asking earlier. Like, is is he going to the Al Pacino <laughs> school of asking? No, no, no. Come on, Al Pacino <laughs> in 1990. <laughs> like, or when did Sin of, when Sin of the Woman came out? That's when Al Pacino started yelling. Oh. You know, and that's when you get those heat moments. Like, she's got a great ass. She's got a great ass. Like, Do we really need to yell that line? Oh, think about what what is that one with Keanu Reeves where he's the devil and he's like screaming the devil's entire movie. Uh, advocate. The devil's advocate. Yeah, I, it's ju- it just gets a little much. And he's just like, you're just yelling. Like even any any given Sunday where he's like, you gotta fight for that itch. You know what I mean, bro? Do not know that. <sighs> oh. Uh, he was. Let's hear your review. Let's hear your review, Brian. I'm getting a little. <laughs> um, look, no, I I do think the directing is the uh, it's the thing that holds this movie back. I I think the the script, the ideas, um, and even some of the execution is 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 really good. Like I I like the makeup. I think it's this the makeup is an improvement over um, the second installment. Even though Dick Smith uh, was returning for that one. Um, who did such a just a fantastic job on the terrible. first movie? You know, um, I th- I think the makeup here works, and the contacts lens look creepy again, and um, you know, like even when we get our one gore scene with the the father mornings ripping his body apart, I think that looks pretty fucking amazing. Um, and this movie, it's kind of actually for the um, I you know I'm giving it a lot of shit for not having gore, but you know. F- for the lack of gore, there, this movie does have the scares, and it does have some jump scares, and it does have this nice, unsettling um, tone to it and feel. Although, maybe maybe a lot of that has to do with the music, that creepy droning sound with like choirs that pop up every now and again. Um, I, I, I actually kind of like this, and if... So far, I think this is the best Exorcist sequel, and if memory serves correct, I think this may be the best one we have. I don't know. Hello? I can't. I can't really remember the fourth ones that well. I saw them when they came out, Same. and really haven't seen them since. So we'll see how that turns out. And then um, the new one that David Gordon Green's doing. So is that our movie next week? Uh, Exorcist no, Four. It's oh, okay. Exorcist Dominion and uh, Exorcist Beginning. Oh. It's two. Um, try to watch both of them if you can. If you can't, uh, just go for the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Well, that's the one that's more readily available. It's easier to find. You you can get a a a, a two disc set for like you know thirty dollars on Amazon. No, it was like fifteen. Yeah, bucks I was gonna say, come on. It was like half <laughs> All right, so The Exorcist Three is a talky literary sequel with some scary moments that rival anything from the original. I don't know about that, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes brings in Exorcist Three with a fifty-nine percent tomato meter with a fifty-seven percent audience score. That's that's about right. Oh, did I actually, did I say my did rating? Did you give a rating? I didn't give a rating. Uh, yeah, I was going to give this an uh, Sorry, an eight or a seven. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know which I, one. I jumped the gun. Eight or seven. Well, I don't know. Uh, what well, what feels good? Yeah, you choose. <laughs> you know, since the, uh, since only the direction is really. Really, the thing that kind of bothers me, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna give it an eight because I don't want, I don't yeah. want to take off more than anything else. You know, the director sucks. It, Everyone else did a great job. Look, the, the these fifty sevens and fifty nines, they're you know, I get it. They're like, oh my god, you know, it's not as good as the first one. Who gives a shit? The movie's still a good movie. It's just, you know, it's a certain kind of movie. You know, you just <laughs> watch it twice. What was that thing they were saying? What were they comparing it to the first one? What, what did you say? It had as many. F- thrills as many shocks as many what you know brian it's actually a literary sequel with some scary moments that actually rival anything rival. from the original that's right right yeah. scary moments oh. that rival that they're fucking i on don't drugs. think that's kids yeah do that, that's not fucking true at all the first one is it's like and you'll see that as as these go along the first one has more balls than any other uh exorcist film will ever have but that's because what? of freaking right yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, you're because right. You're right, Kristen. Yeah, it's him fighting like literally everyone and doing all that. Doing all that. Yeah, and William Peter Blatty did want he he didn't want to show that the crucifix shot. He was like yeah. he was very very against that. He was like, oh, you know, you wrote it, bitch. Let's see it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. If we're gonna do it, let's do it. I don't understand what the problem is. That, you know that that is something. You know, like it's different writing about something like right like that, right? And then filming it. No, hold on. Oh, it's it has the whole Stephen King fucking the... orgy scene right? thing. Right? Yeah, from you know, it. You can, exactly. you can write about a teenage orgy. You can't fucking show a teenage yeah, orgy. Yeah, that's true. Also, it's more disturbing if it's done well. It's more disturbing if you visualize it in your mind than for someone to just Yeah, because like, oh, you're exactly right, because that makes oh, you. Yeah. You're having the image in your head. Like, right. everything fucked up you've ever read, you're like, holy shit. It's because you're having to picture it. But, like, someone else seeing it, it was like, oh, how dare they? You clutch your pearls and shit, and then you go to the internet and be like, we should cancel this motherfucker. Like, no. <laughs> it's okay to be uh, offended, people. I just want to say that. It's all right. It's, sh- it's okay. It's okay. Just just turn it off. Who hurt you, Jared? God damn. Everybody, <laughs> man. <laughs> Fuck you guys. What, 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 what got canceled here? I don't know. What's happening? <laughs> Nobody's canceling Exorcist uh, apparently, No, uh, no. Uh, fuck apparently the Exorcist because nobody has the balls to try to top the first one. We just want to skirt up next to it. We want to fly close to the sun and scare it of getting our fucking wings lit on fire. Let's just get it done. Let's blaze out and make it happen. Fuck. Let's, let's make an Exorcist sequel, Brian. <laughs> God damn it. I feel like we need to cut this out. I feel like this is kind of spoilery, Jared, for your opinions coming. I feel like you're spoiling. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're breaking kayfabe right there. Stop it. Anyways. I feel like I'm going to cut all that out. Um, so with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, X. X, oh, I hate saying that. Ugh, X and fuck. Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can they follow you? 
You can find me on Instagram at check the gate. Kristen, where can they follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can follow me on X at, uh, that just sounds <laughs> weird. Can we, can, we, can we call it something you else? You can call know. it Twitter. Like if you type Twitter into the thing, it still comes up. It's uh. still Twitter. Cause, and, and even in publications when they write these days, they say X parentheses, formerly known as Twitter. All right. Yeah. You guys can fo- find me at uh, the website that's formerly known as Twitter at Elkins Edits, <laughs> and go. uh, we're going to close out the show tonight, um, guys. I couldn't. I don't own this soundtrack. I couldn't find this soundtrack. I couldn't even buy it if I wanted to. Really? Yeah, for real. Um, well, you could buy some. Does it not come on the 4K Blu-ray? You get, <laughs> it, I, I don't know. You have that. I just have the regular old DVD. All right, I'll, I'll look I'll here in a Blu-ray. minute. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking poverty disc over there. Oh, hey, don't say that. That actually hurts my feelings. Okay, like <laughs> he he just bought it instantly. <laughs> I'm gonna buy it after this. I'll give you I mine. We'll I, just I trade. Feel, I feel done. like I'm being shamed. <laughs> anyway, um, we're gonna pull like, the uh, the opening credits from the the film. I guess this is gonna be t- the the main titles for the Exorcist Three soundtrack. Sure. Yeah, sure. That's what we'll call it. Whatever it starts off with. And this is from composer Barry Devorzon. Enjoy.
Namaste. Namaste.